Hey, hello there everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the ALM Fitness Podcast. Now in today's episode, we are going to talk about full range of motion training. Uh, we're going to talk about what it is and whether or not you're already doing it. Um, and if you're not doing it, what you can do to start implementing it and the benefits that you might see along the way. So, Full range of motion training. Let's first of all just quickly understand, as always we like to do on this podcast, is break down the topic a little bit first so we've got a good understanding of it. Let's break down what we mean by by range of motion, first of all. Uh, and that's essentially how much you can move uh, a body part around uh, using the joint of, of range of motion. So if we use, for example, the, um, the shoulder joint as a good example, if you can kind of do big arm circles and you can get your... your arm all the way up kind of brushing past your ear and back down uh, and you can move your shoulder around uh, you know you can go behind reach behind your head things like that then we would say that generally speaking it sounds like you probably would have good shoulder range of motion because you've got good movement you, you, the joint and the muscles and everything are working together to allow you a, a large range of movement in that in that joint um, if however you have quite stiff shoulders or you're not able to move um, you know your arm in that kind of full circle you're limited to that range of that circle that you can produce um, or it's kind of lifestyle things maybe if you are struggling to maybe put on like a jacket or put on your coat or something you maybe need help doing that that would be an indication that maybe potentially you have a poor range of motion in your shoulders or, or, or a lower range of motion um, than what we just talked about now how does this then apply to our training well, range of motion is really important when it comes to exercising. And we're going to use a pretty straightforward exercise, one that I quite often like to use when we're talking, when we're giving examples, because it's quite easy to visualize it, and that is a bicep curl. So let's use a bicep curl as an example. <clears throat> now, with a bicep curl, you've probably seen people do a bicep curl before, and you may have done a bicep curl as well in the past. Now, you've probably seen a couple of different versions of this exercise, and maybe without even realizing. And the first version is one that is uh, all too common, um, and it is a partial range of motion bicep curl. And that is one that is uh, obviously difficult for me to, I can't show you, but I can describe it as best I can. That is someone who, when they're doing the bicep curl, oftentimes they're going quite heavy with the weight, maybe a bit heavier than they should be doing. Um, and they're kind of curling the weight. They're not going all the way up and they're not going all the way down. They're kind of just staying in the middle. Uh, and maybe they're using their body to kind of sway that weight up a bit and give them a bit more momentum. And that's a really common one in the gym. And you might actually think if you kind of think of old school kind of bodybuilding and things like that, you may that may give you kind of connotations of, you know, swinging heavy weights up and down. And, and that is your idea maybe of a bicep curl. Um, there's that. And then there is something that is very different that is probably going to be better for you and your training and your results, which we'll discuss why in a moment. And that is full range of motion bicep curls. So same exercise. Um, but this time what we're going to do is probably need to go a bit lighter on the weights um, to be able to do this in the first place. Um, and this time we're going to try and get that arm straight at the bottom. So there's there's not much bend at all. Even if there is some, it's just a slight bend. Okay, so our arm is pretty much straight at the bottom. And then as we curl the weight up, we're contracting that muscle, the bicep, to the point that we can't actually physically lift that weight up anymore. It won't go any higher because our arm, our forearm is kind of coming into contact with our bicep and we can't physically lift the weight up anymore. And if you're getting those two points, if your arm's straight at the bottom and if you can't lift it up anymore at the top, 
then you are doing a bicep curl to your full range of motion. And now this can be applied to any other exercise, things like squats and, and other more complex exercises. And it does get a bit more complex when we talk about range of motion and multiple joints and things like that. But it's very easy to visualize with a bicep curl. That is a full range of motion. Now, what are the benefits to doing that versus the first example that I gave? Well, inherently, if you're doing a full range of motion bicep curl, you're going to have to use a sensible weight for that exercise, right? Because I could give you a, let's say, a 10 kilogram weight and the majority of people, as long as you can hold it, <clears throat> they could swing a weight with some momentum, a 10 kilogram dumbbell. You know, even if you feel a bit off balance, even if it's really hard, you could probably swing it so that you're getting a bit of forward momentum on that on that um that dumbbell. And technically speaking, you're using your bicep a bit there to kind of contract and move it forward. Um, but you're probably going to have to use a lot of your legs and that, that kind of momentum, that kind of force that you're going to have to produce from not only your bicep, but other areas of your body. Now we take someone who I then lower the weight down to maybe, you know, three or two kilogram dumbbell, for example. And that person, for the majority of people, again, will probably have no problem curling that weight up right to the top, at least for a single rep. So we're curling that weight up from the very bottom to the top and you won't actually have to use your lower body and your glutes and your hamstrings and your lower back to lift that weight up and use that momentum because the weight itself isn't too heavy and you can control it. You've got full control over that weight so you can really isolate that bicep. So it's the bicep that's doing all the work rather than you're shifting the work onto you know, some other larger muscles in your body that give you momentum. So we can see straight away that by doing a full range of motion or by doing full range of motion for all of our exercises, we might then have a bit of a reality check if we've previously been uh, you know, not being so strict with our technique. We might have a bit of a reality check to say, okay, I'm going to have to go a bit lighter on the weights to be able to do this because with the weight that I was previously lifting, maybe I was using a bit of momentum and now when I'm trying to be really strict, it's a lot harder and that's what a lot of people will feel like. It's as soon as you start using full range of motion, um, it does the exercise, unfortunately, get a lot harder. However, because you're therefore probably going to be using a lighter weight, you're therefore probably less likely to get injured by using incorrect technique with a heavy weight. And also you are then contracting the muscle fully from the very bottom of the movement to the top. All these people who are doing partial range of motion exercises, they may be able to you know, lift really heavy weights and it may kind of look impressive to other people. Um, but in reality, they're only really kind of strengthening that that partial range, that 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 kind of middle part of the movement. Again, if we're thinking about a bicep curl, whereas someone who is going lighter with the weights, building those weights up over time, but they're doing it with really good technique with a full range of motion, that person is going to be strengthening the muscle as a whole. And it's going to be strengthening that movement from the very bottom to the top. And I kind of hypothesize here that, that really, if you're doing that for all of your exercises, if you're training with a really full range of motion for all of the exercises, you're sensibly progressively getting those weights up and up over time, your progressive overload over time. I hypothesize that really that's going to have more um, replicability from, from your training into your real life situations. So, you know, being strong, lifting up a, a child, for example, being strong, um, you know, lifting a heavy box, um, lifting up your pet, or it doesn't have to be lifting, maybe reaching for something overhead, doing all these things. Life isn't isn't lived in a partial range of motion, okay? Your body has to do all sorts of different things and get into all sorts of different positions to, to take on the challenges of daily life. And if you're training with a full range of motion, you are training your body to 
be strong in a full range of motion. And we don't want to only train our body to be strong with really heavy weights in kind of a swinging range of motion because that doesn't have much replicability into into real life scenarios. So hopefully that's been useful, everyone. Hopefully I've kind of uh, explained the benefits of full range of motion training and why potentially that's something that you should be doing uh, over partial range of motion training. But I want you to really, at the end of this podcast, have a look at or have a think at your own training. Are there any points where you kind of let your ego get the better of you? Because it's always happened to all of us where we think, yeah, you know, I can take on those heavier weights and and and, and really kind of go for it. But then your technique suffers. You Think back to a time where maybe that's happened or maybe you're doing it at the moment um, and you're lifting really weights that are probably too heavy for you and you're kind of compensating for the fact that it's too heavy uh, with poorer technique and kind of swinging the weights up and things like that or maybe for example with a squat maybe you don't feel as you can go so low because the weight's too heavy and you don't feel you can get it back up that would be a good indication that that might mean that you might want to go a bit lighter and a bit fuller on the range of motion so thanks very much for listening everyone and we'll be back next week with another podcast